Hey, what's going on guys and welcome back to the 50 bomb. It is a brand new year and with the new year We bring presents in the form of video content if you will, which we'll talk about in a bit, but um, Alex did you have a good Christmas? I know oh, it, it just zoomed by before I knew it like yeah. two weeks had gone um, What did you get up to much at all? Uh, hanging out with family. I talked to a friend he bought his mom a puppy for Christmas, which a is puppy. very interesting. Yes, that's yeah, a, have an animal. You have this have responsibility. <laughs> I think if I got given a puppy, I think my first reaction would be like, "Well, shit, I am <laughs> well and truly screwed. How do I yeah. look after this creature?" Um, before we start, because obviously the festive season's just been, um, we both have a gift to show that we got. Um, mine is this very handy charging case. Um, that I kindly got Ooh. bought, that I did ask for. I thought, because my battery on my phone just always drains. Um, let us know what you got down below. Alex is going to show off something that's going to make him look 50 years old as he goes away and gets it. Um, but yeah, hopefully you all had a great Christmas and New Year. Sorry we weren't obviously here last week. But look at that. Oh. oh got buttons and everything. Look at that. Like, it's, it's a nice coat. It's I got beautiful. It for $100. It's supposed to be 200 Ooh, so you got 50% off as well. Damn. Yeah. Reaping in themselves. Eels out here, man. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Um, but no, we obviously hope you all had a great um, Christmas. Obviously, we wish you all the best in the new year. With the new year, as I said, um, we've got some new things to show you on the 50 Bomb, which hopefully you guys will be excited for. Um, we put in a good couple days' work uh, for some new graphics and stuff, um, which we're going to show you in uh, due course, if you will. But to let you guys know what you're going to be tuning in for today, um, obviously there's been a lot that's happened. There's been some roster changes. We're going to talk about uh, the events that got announced. Yesterday, two European events got announced with massive ones, ESWC and Gfinity. Um, talking about uh, JCAP airing on a TV show, Nameless potentially making his own podcast. Um, also going to be talking about the state of um, competitive Call of Duty to start off with. I know we both have strong feelings to how it is at the moment and how this pro point system is working. Uh, we're going to put in comments from LDLC's owners as well because they obviously uh, withdraw, withdrew even uh, from EU competitive Call of Duty earlier and very much bashed Activision I'm going to say so um, that is pretty much our starting point. Um, Alex what were your kind of first thoughts when you found out about um, basically what was announced from LDLC? We kind of knew they were going to withdraw but were the comments they put forward really needed? I think they are, and they're not the only ones. There's just a lot of organizations that just don't see any point in coming into the Call of Duty competitive scene right now. You have just all the big organizations leaving that weren't mainly here before, like the ones that we got in Black Ops 3. They're pretty much all gone, besides Cloud9 and a couple others. Yeah, like T TSM have gone, Team Liquid, bunches of others. Um, I've got the graphic on the screen for you guys. This is one of kind of the things we were, we're planning on doing and eventually got round to. Um, I'm going to read it to you just um, in case you are uh, listening on iTunes. Obviously, you cannot see the visuals. Um, they started off by saying, uh, after a year full of unexpected development, uh, we decided to put a, on hold our Call of Duty team. We launched our roster one year ago in order to participate to the biggest tournament on the game, the Call of Duty World League. Despite an encourage, uh, encouraging start even, uh, we had to make some changes in the mid uh, in the mid of the year if that makes sense, uh, leading us to recruit a new team. By winning the South uh, Southland event, we managed to qualify for ESWC COD in Paris, uh, a wonderful moment we shared with our fans. And then it kind of goes on and on, detailing kind of their history. But, I mean, 
I don't. I, I I understand they were gonna withdraw. It was kind of obvious. Like I think the only person active on their roster was. I can't even think. I think it, it, it may have literally just been like quicker because like he hadn't mm-hmm. announced his now team. Um, but it's not in this actual post, but there were basically comments relating to Activision, bashing them, saying uh, they just didn't fund like the scene enough. Is that true though? That mm. is that is the question. Is it true? Because in, in my mind, to give my opinion, like they've given us a league in each region it be it now that's kind of all gone but talking then um they you know gave like three million in terms of prize pool um there was a more than enough for players to kind of live on across all regions not just north america which was a massive step um and yeah i i don't know what they mean in terms of i don't know if they mean in other areas if there weren't kind of support in I don't, I don't, I just don't know. But financially, in terms of it, I think Activision done a good job, and they've clearly stepped up again this year by announcing bigger prize pools. You know, Atlanta's going from previous events being 100k to 200k. So that's where I stand on at least. Maybe they mean in the future. Maybe they're just looking into the future, like, okay, so we're gonna have a couple events, maybe two. Well, the Gfinity line just got announced. We're gonna talk about that in the future, but. There's a couple of events before um, the league begins, the land league. So maybe they're just talking about there's not really much support up until that point. There's not much money involved up until that point for teams that are from uh, outside of America. So maybe I think that's what they're trying yeah, to Yeah, I don't think they're referring to NA. I think they're primarily uh, talking about EU and subsequently talking about APAC as well because obviously yeah. they're even worse off than we are in Europe. Um and but i i get the debate because yeah north america is where all the majority of the best teams are i know that slowly kind of changed through black ops 3 with the obviously advancement in like splice etc but still na is the powerhouse in call of duty it's not just where the players are it's where the majority of the viewership is because the biggest organization optic gaming they're in north america as well and that's where the majority of their fans are based as well so it's totally understandable but I don't know. I don't think the comments were needed. Um, I don't. I don't know if they they kind of meant it in the way they did, but ine- inevitably it was obvious that they were going to take a step back. Uh, they should have just announced it. Just been like, you know, we're taking a step back. We don't have a roster anymore. You know, we wish the players we had all the best. Like that's. I think all it should have been. There was like no need for the kind of dirty digs, if you will, at Activision because they will probably eventually come back into this scene. And Activision yeah. aren't going to give them probably open arms hugs. They're probably gonna be like, hey, weren't you the guys that said these mean things about us or something along that line? So we'll have to wait and see. But um, that's pretty much it in terms of LDOC. I don't think we've missed really much in terms of that. Um, the next thing we want to talk about, and we'll, we'll put on screen the pro point standings as well for anyone that's watching this on YouTube, um, is are pro points too much of a grind for players? Yeah. I think it is, man. Just yeah, just. I think no, it is. I, yeah. Like you, <laughs> I'm not even gonna explain it. I'm just gonna. No. Um, basically, I've been watching streams, and every single time, I'm gonna give it to them. Yeah, pros, they're grinding, in North America and in Europe, and there's a lot of Europeans that are not really that well known that are in the top eight or so. I mean, the players at least, but the teams that they're on, they're they're pretty well known. Like in my opinion. I don't know how well you know Supremacy, 
but I've never heard of Easy or, or, or Senka, but they're in the top four right now in the European standings. So people are grinding out pro points, and that's good. Is it good for their mental health? No, not really. But It really isn't because they're having to now basically get up early to play um, and stay up late because obviously the way it works is basically it's just a grinding process. It's like the more you win, the more points you get. It's not a case of um, there's like only one big tournament a week that you have to worry about. There are two Ks, don't get me wrong, but for the most part, um, across the board, not just North America, Europe as well, and probably APAC as well, um, not probably on the same scale, but they're all teams and players are having to grind, having to play. And I think a bigger point that I've kind of only realized through Twitter from these pro players tweeting about, about their, you know, just pure hate for this system is the fact that they're not getting sufficient training or like practice yeah. like they're having to play gb's constant which means they're not actually playing against their competition they're playing against some you know some 15 year olds or whatever excuse the stereotype in you know who aren't ever going to be competing anytime soon if that makes sense um they're not playing against like for the instance like orbit are not playing infused or splice or whoever it be because they basically can't like if they start screaming and they do an entire evening of scrimming, that's like, I don't know how many hundreds of pro points they've just lost out on because they're not playing GBs. It's it's so boring. It's so boring to watch, and I'm sure it's boring to play. I would rather see teams scrim. It was fun watching teams yeah. scrim. Like when I was oh, trying yeah. to the first like, game, the call-outs, it was really fun. I love but... the people that just took it so serious like they were like they would like keep map counts of the scrims i'll be like yeah. watching it on like twitch and like so, someone would ask like oh what what's the map count and they'd be like oh it's currently nine six it's like oh who shit. Cares? it's like it doesn't mean anything yes it's practice but like we're not keeping a record of oh well this team is 15 and 0 against that team in scrims they're clearly going to beat them on land like I, I I love that sometimes, but yeah, that that's I think the bigger point. Like they're getting screwed over by the fact that they're having to play countless hours, and they're getting even more screwed over by the fact that they're not being able to play each other and really not getting that good of of practice. Because GBs for the most part are going to be S and Ds, um, so it's like it's not great. It's just really not great practice because especially because of how the game changed obviously prior just to MLG uh, Vegas um, and because it was announced so soon after I just don't think uh, teams have had uh, really a sufficient chance if you will um, to to scrim there's not like there should just be like they're gonna do this they may as well just put on rather than this stupid idiotic GB system they should just put on one tournament free to play um, every day that is worth like so many like a, a mini five or two k it should be worth like a f it should be a one k every day and then the weekend there should be like a two k or a five k like a two k and then the last weekend a five k and that's just how it should be like i don't know why we've gone away from the system mlg had which was really actually enjoyable it was really nice to play watching two k's and five k's so i don't know it's like <sighs> I don't see the benefit of doing the system. I know it promotes game battles, which is internally within Activision's kind of web of, you know, their family tree. Um, but for me, 
it's just such a waste of time for these players because for the most part they're not being challenged they're easily winning these uh gbs they're just basically being given the win for the most part no offense to the teams they're playing um and it's just a massive massive grind which i guess you know they they've got to earn their place but i think this is just too much like the old system we had where we had a 2k and then a 5k saturday sunday um worked really really well and obviously as i say if you want to bump it up from that put in some in the week as well make him free to play because gbs effectively are free to play like anyone can go and sign up to game battles uh, providing obviously it's not premium and find a match and that's this is what this is effectively is um just to show you guys um the uh, standings currently um this is the uh north american standings so at the top obviously rise pretty simply because obviously they won at mg vegas where there were pro points available and the list kind of trickles down it's kind of relative to where teams placed obviously some teams have moved about obviously cloud nine rise uh still where they place og phase i think have risen a bit i think og have Considering that I think they place like sixth, they've they've risen a bit. Allegiance have obviously gone down. They place top four, I believe. Um, EG have picked themselves up. Um, E6 in the mix because they had a good placing at MLG. It's all relative kind of to Vegas. Um, and then similarly, in Europe, um, Splice are at the top because I think Splice had uh, the... Well, I think Splice and Infuse had the kind of best placings at uh vegas that's why they're at the top uh just to let you know alex we're going through placings um yeah. and kind of where people are standing at the moment but like you said in europe the big kind of elephant in the room is supremacy who are fourth and they won uh the one of the two kids right and it's like yeah yeah and it's like they're not fourth by just fourth they're like comfortably fourth by like one and a half thousand pro points which is a lot um and subsequently they're gonna end up getting good seeds and like you can see like orbit down in eighth this is the orbit that placed was it second at yeah psx psx yeah um down in eighth because there was no pro points available there it bit yeah it wasn't invitational um and they didn't do too well at vegas which is you know why but it's like it just uh it doesn't make any sense to me and then the list goes down epsilon are in 11th so epsilon pretty much unless they get really lucky are not coming top six and are not going to be guaranteed in pool play at atlanta um so that kind of sucks um Orbit as well uh, are going to have to do a bit of work. They're about a thousand points behind sixth place, uh, which is Tommy's team uh, that we'll talk about in terms of roster changes later. Uh, then Quickest team is fifth at the moment, although both the thing is both these teams don't actually have an org, so technically, unless they get an org, they won't probably be going Atlanta. I doubt they'd self fund themselves. I don't know about you, but um, I don't see, I don't see that happening. But getting rid of Swanee, I don't know, like. Okay, so we've got this player who has a lot of pro points and was the brother of a – well, is the brother of uh, of a good EU player, Wuskin, that they now picked up. We're going to go into, like, a deeper discussion on this team later on. But it's just – you look at them and you're not going to really think, oh, this is a team I should really sponsor. They <laughs> seem good, but, like – I don't know. I, I have no idea how good Wuskin is. I mean, not not even sure that's how you say his name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, their brother's friend one they didn't know. But I mean, we're not going to talk about roster changes just yet. But I mean, that does save on maybe costs. They could just like kind of, one of them I... can go in a suitcase. The other one can carry the suitcase. They can yeah. get on a fly. 
they can half their flight costs. I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box here. But the bigger point is the fact that because it's online, these GBs, you've got teams like Supremacy that are in top four. But realistically, no offense to them, you're going to get to land and a lot of these teams below them are going to beat them. That's just that's just plain and simple. Yeah. We know it from the past. French online, just ridiculous. French at LAN has not been successful in a number of years now. Um, and I've never heard of these players, like you say. I've only heard of Vortex. That's the French Vortex, not the English Vortex. Um, other than that, not got a clue who half these players are. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But it, 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 it's, I guess, nice if we kind of stay on the positive front, because I like to try and stay positive and find the positives in situations. It's nice that at least they are grinding towards pool play. Like, at least we're given, we've, we've now been given that option. You know, um, it, it, prior to the MLG Atlanta, we've never had a start in pool play for European teams, apart from, I think, like the MLG Pro League at Anaheim, like back in like Ghost or something like that. Um, so that is a positive, but yeah, it, it's just frustrating that this is the system that got chose, knowing that like, pros like Mudog, Merck and so on. So all these influences are there and just this is the end result we had. Um, now I'm not sure how much say they had, but yeah, and just to finish it off, I look at Asia Pacific just because we can. Obviously there's going to be, I think, one team uh, I think I'm not sure, I think one team attending. Yeah, it's one team. Um, but they don't start in pool play. Uh, there's ten teams from North America, six from Europe, no teams from APAC are starting in pool play, but there will be one team in the open bracket. And at the moment, that spot is going to take at Mines, but as we full well know, we don't know if they're going to fund. Like, Mind Freak, a lot of the time, said we we, we can't, um, because, yeah. And looking at it, Mind Freak are down in eighth in terms of pro points. Eighth. So... Um, and they're a good way off Tatum Mines. Tatum Mines are like 7,000, nearly 8,000 ahead. So that's quite interesting. But yeah, more to the point, simple question. Do you think this there, there could be something better than this GB system? I think oh, yes. Sure. Like, sure. yeah. Um, and hopefully you guys agree. Like, let us know your kind of suggestions down below. Mine would plain and simple be go back to the 2K 5K system. Um, and if you want to stick things in during the week, just do like a simple 1K or what, whatever it be. Like, there's there's plenty of stuff I think that you can do. Um, just... Am I wrong in thinking that they did that in AW? Because I swear there was like something that uh, you remember Dito's team Ice Iso right? No, that was an Iso. I can't even remember. But Dito's team where you had a havoc on it, something like that. Uh, I don't know. They did. They were playing in a bunch of those tournaments. It was either it was probably like a two fifty series or something like that. I yeah, I think like they put in like two fifties, and obviously there were the twenty five Ks. Yeah. For season one, season two, they were non existent for North America. There was still five Ks for Europe and ANZ. But yeah, it may have been something along that lines. But like the MLG Pro Point system for the most part before, like when that used to purely seed events back in. AW or whatever it was was just it was golden like there there weren't much that was wrong with it um you know the majority of your pro points came from events but you could still earn pro points online through 5k's 2k's and that 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 they that needs to be a system because 
until you get to that first event, you have to purely rely on online. And that's just how it works because we change games every year. Like, there's no way of getting around that. Um, it's almost as though they're trying to make this sort of illusion that, uh, that yeah, you can become a pro. Like, you don't have to spend money. Yes, you do have to spend money. And where you're going to get your most pro points is going to tournaments. And most of the time, unless you're down with playing for like 10 hours straight, you're not going to get any pro points in the online tournaments. It's it's for the pros. Yes. Yeah. They're trying to make this illusion that, oh, you don't have to spend any money. Yes, you do. You got to spend a shit ton. Yeah, precisely. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see if anything changes. I mean, they've learned in the past with like singular limb and kind of, I guess, lack of events to a certain extent. Um, so hopefully they'll get feedback from this and going forwards, it, it can be turned into a positive and next um, next time round this happens, you know, it can just, it can be done better. But moving swiftly on, the reason why pro points are so important is in terms of events. And talking of events, um, we had two events um, in Europe announced yesterday, which are really, really exciting. For anyone that doesn't know, that is Gfinity um, and ESWC. Um, I think Gfinity, for the most part, may not be an interest to North American viewers because obviously it's going to be uh, primarily um, just European um, European teams attending. But I think ESWC, although we don't have information about, traditionally has been more of an international affair um, with teams coming from all over the globe. Um, were you were you surprised at all by like two events getting announced so quickly? Yeah, considering one of them is three weeks away. I don't know. Later this month. <laughs> yeah, so I've got on screen uh, Gfinity hosting the CWL London, they're calling it. It's basically a Gfinity LAN at the Gfinity Arena, effectively, but they have to obviously stick CWL in there somewhere. Um, it's Yeah, it's happening at the end of this month. That's like quite normal for events in Europe to be announced just last minute. Just like, yeah, there's the 25K at the end of the month. We just thought we'd all give you a heads up. Um, what I will say, though, I'm not sure if you remember back to the last Gfinity, um, but they before basically um, they did it basically first come first serve service. So basically, like uh, MLG tickets for team passes, they would be you know they'd go live at a certain time. Um, but this caused absolute chaos in Europe last time because I think there was only like 16 or 32 spaces, yeah. um, and believe it or not, there's a good like probably close to 100 teams that went for it last time um and it just caused pure chaos there was like a bit of uncertainty our big team's gonna miss out but this time around um they're doing it via invitational which is kindly in bold right here which is really really good because it means the pro point system they're using is actually um gonna reward the teams that grind out um and get the pro points you know it's still got flaws it still could be you know better and mean that they could get better practice but at least they're being rewarded for the grinding and they're not all of a sudden turning around saying well you've been grinding all these pro points but pro points mean nothing at this event so i think that's really good um in general not much more to say it's 25k um are you excited for it alex it's technically the next event technically Unless yeah. something gets announced, like, within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine just UMG come out like, yeah, we've got we've got an event next weekend. <laughs> like, team passes are on sale in an hour. So get your shit together and, you know, <laughs> sort, sort your team out and sort your flights out. Like, 
Yeah, I think that uh, a twenty-five thousand prize pool is definitely not like what people are going to be looking for, but it does feature some pro points. So I think maybe we'll see a couple top NA teams. I, I for sure see top EU teams going. They, they need to get those pro points just to establish themselves or go ahead and get past Supremacy, a team that possibly is not going to be going. I, I think they will, though. But anyways, besides that, I think that uh, we'll see. I feel like uh, what team would go in North America? I this is the thing. It's sixteen team invitational. I I kind I of see presu- a lot of people down that being like, "No, nah, we don't want to go." I I, pre- I presumed that would be like if they pay for only. the flights. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. Although in saying that, it's only like three weeks away, and I would have thought if they wanted, if they intended to have some international competition, it would have been pre-arranged, hopefully, and they would have announced it in this. But you are right. In the past, we have had international competition at Gfinity, but just I straight away presumed with it being a sixteen-team invitational via GB points that it would just be Europe. But I guess you are right. Like technically, if 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 someone like Rise turns around and say, "Hey, you know, we're interested in attending." Like, Gfinity aren't going to turn around and say no. They're not likely to um, because, you know, an international competition just makes it that more in- interesting. And in terms of pro points, I mean, it's quite a good idea if, if NA teams do try and go because I believe the cutoff for MLG Atlanta is like the 30th of January. And this event slips right just under it. <laughs> That so, would be so much travel. Uh, all I'm saying is, like, it's a lot of travel, but there is, like, a week in between Gfinity and Atlanta to get over it. Because I know then there is Atlanta, uh, okay. followed by the weekend after ESWC, which would mean if they were all together, three weeks travel in a row. But my logic is, if you're struggling a bit on um, pro points, you know, cough, cough, envy, maybe yeah, maybe just slide into Martin's DMs at Gfinity or whoever it be. Just play. You know, we thought about a trip to London, you know, you know, is there any chance we could maybe come into this open as well? Because them pro points they earn there would ultimately be the difference between them qualifying and not qualifying, I think. I don't know how many pro points are actually available at this event, um, but I can imagine it's a lot better than, and it's a, it's probably more worth it than playing all these GBs and 2Ks. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially you get considering... Like five pro points yeah. for a win. I mean, obviously they'd still probably have to basically win the event um to kind of really boost their chances we've obviously already oh no we didn't even look at envy um in the standings for north america we didn't even look at go over envy um they're like in 11th um that's why i'm saying this and obviously they need to get um to 10th which isn't a lot it's only one place but it's still like you know with a lot of teams grinding anything can really happen it's online it's like if a player can't play a day they can get even further behind if they don't do well in a 2k a lot of it is relied on them now having to do well so if they slip up yeah this could be their their safety net of qualifying i think um and any other teams to that point point and there's 25 grand on the line so you know and gfinity in the past have funded teams to come over so you know hastro's just got to slide into them dms i think um but we'll see I don't know. It could happen, I guess. But from what I gathered from the uh, announcement, um, I thought that um, it was just European teams only. But you are right. There could be some teams like Equica and Tommy's team 
don't get an org, potentially they may not attend. Um, I don't know. I think 25k though is enough to attend for all these orgs, even like Supremacy. How much was uh, PSX? Do you remember? Uh, like 20k? No, it might have been 25k. Yeah, 25k, I think. Um, which was, yeah, but that was an invitational, and Activision or PlayStation would have paid for all the teams to fly out and pay for their accommodation, logically. So. I think I think envious goes. That's my prediction. They okay, that's the, I, I like that. I, I think logically, if you're envy, I think you should go. I don't know whether they can go though. I don't know if GPT if will allow that. If they can go logically, I would go just to, as your safety net to save you from cocking up in any two Ks because um, pool play is a massive deal. Um, the amount of like getting through own bracket. Not only is it is it best of three. Um, but it's more the effects after it. Getting out of pool, uh, uh, open bracket even, um, isn't the hard part. It's then when you get fatigue and you have to play three games or three series back-to-back in pool play and then go straight into a double elim bracket as well. So, Here's the thing. If EU teams can travel to NA to get pro points, why can't NA teams yeah. travel to EU to get pro Precisely. points? Precisely. Um, Admittedly, I think the prize pool may not be sufficient enough. It's only 25k, which first place is maybe taking home like 15k at most, but logically probably a bit less. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like logically, why? There's nothing stopping them. Um, Like, there's an amateur team traveling to Atlanta from EU for sure, and they probably they're not going to be in pool play. Um, So. It all really depends on the funding. Like, if you uh, if you win the event, I think it is feasible. Like, it's in February. No, not in February. It's in January. So, flight costs should be reasonably low. Although, in saying that, it's only three weeks ago away. So, it's going to probably be quite expensive considering it's London. Um, I don't know. Like, just, I don't know. They're, they're, we're just kind of um, thinking of theories here. I would love to see North American teams attend. But I understand at the same time, it's 16 teams only. Um, and European will be a little bit pissed off, I think, if a bunch of North American teams come and steal their spots. But hey-ho, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But moving on in terms of news, um, two more stories to talk about. Um, JCap appearing on TV. I'm going to throw this over to you because it's American TV and I have not got a clue. I'm not good. I didn't have a clue what this show was until I researched it. Um, JCap, along with, I believe, five other esports uh, players will be appearing in this TV show called Elementary. Now, this is something you may know about, and it is basically a modern Sherlock Holmes. It's sort of like that. The guy's name is Sherlock. Well, his last name is Holmes, for sure. So, basically, it's that. He's trying to solve mysteries with his partner, which is a girl. Um, which, And I think her last name it's is a Holmes, girl. Too. Oh, no, it's a girl. But Gamers she's pretty hot. Girls. She's pretty hot. She's pretty hot, man. Right, so... Uh, you might want to watch it. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know what these esports out There's a lot of them. So maybe something happens at a tournament. I don't get it. <laughs> they're acting. J-Cap throws watching. the controller across the crowd. It hits this girl and she dies and just... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then we actually find out that she was killed in no way. No, right. Can I just point out the biggest thing that I was kind of like, what the hell when I looked at this was the fact that they're on episode 514. Yeah, and I've never heard of the show. How I long mean, has this I thing know. been going I've... on for? It's like lo- older than I am. 
My brother watches this show. He watched it, but he just stopped because he got bored. And I was like, okay. I asked him, have you ever heard of this show? And he said, yeah. So, I have well, no clue. Gonna... I know Sherlock Holmes. It's like kind of detective mystery, like sort of a crime kind of thing. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's like... <laughs> this is a funny moment. Hold on. So I'm going to stream and uh, Luminosity and Envious are about to, uh, to scrim against each one another. So, uh, uh, classic or Nikki D. That's some make a note. Yeah, he gets into uh, the chat. And he's like, he puts his mic and he's like, "Oh my God, is that J Cap from the Elementary Show? Oh my God, I'm your biggest fan, bro. My hands are shaking." And then, <laughs> and J Cap puts in his mic. No, no, no. Nikki D. Is, Nikki D. Is like, all right, wait. When J Cap puts his mic in, I'm gonna pull my mic out. He's like, "Hey, my biggest fan." J Cap goes, and then he's like. And he's like, oh, he took out his mic. Then basically it just comes into this whole thing where like Nikki D is putting back his mic in, Big Cap is putting it back, and then he takes it out. He's just fucking with him. And I think uh let me go ahead and tell you all the people who are in who are uh, in this elementary show that are from the esports community. And most of them are Smash Brothers players, which is weird. And one of them is uh obviously Tarek from Optic. On um, the CSGO team, of right. course. Okay. I and don't know who he is, but now you yeah. say Optic, I'm like, yep, cool. And uh, so basically, three of them are from Smash Brothers. You got New- the Moon from New York. I know a little bit about Smash Bros. And you got DJ Nintendo, who's like a caster or some shit like that. I don't know. I think he's just a player. And then you got one of the gods. Wait, what? What? Okay, so there will be there will be some Easter eggs from the Smash Brothers community. Okay. You have like little little people in there, like. PPMD, which is like a god player from Smash Brothers, and Leffen, who's a player for TSM. Anyways, yeah, basically a bunch of esports athletes, and I think cool. the main one in it is possibly going to be Jacob, since he keeps on saying that he's going to be acting. I don't know. He, I the- mean, he's not my first pick, I'm not going to lie, if I had to pick anyone in the club community to be an actor. Yeah, I was going to Is it just me? Know. It's like, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's like, a lot of people above him I would pick. No offense to him, you know. He's, I don't know. Maybe he's got some hidden talent. I have no idea. Um, Just to let you know, I've just literally been told that my dinner is ready. So I'm probably going to have a cold dinner. But hey-ho, hopefully we can finish up in like 15 minutes or so. Um, But yeah, just in general, it's really exciting to have a well-known show, according to some people in America. Um, Star esports stars, not just Call of Duty, just in general. That's huge. And... I would love one day to see, like, you know, we have all these great sporting films. I'd love to see a film done on esports. I think it'd be I've, so, so sick. You know that there's going to be a comedy one with Will Ferrell, right? I've I've heard, yeah. I haven't looked into it much. I remember vaguely hearing about it, though, which is, you know, really exciting. So, um, in general, you know, it we're, we're kind of, we're, we're changing minds. And we're if we're getting into TV series and, like, um, how ESWC was announced on live television, like we can only go up and beyond now. We're only now expanding beyond online and now television and so on and so forth, which is you know really cool. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting. And in regards to content as well, we also had um, uh, an out- well a, a semi announcement from Nameless of him wanting to do a podcast. Um, I think we can agree like there is definitely a lack of podcasts just across the scene um obviously i was a part of the sticks that stopped it 
potentially may come back depending on kind of kingdoms consistencies and wanting to yes intel i have we've been in the dms like like just typing away like intel intel no i'm not sure what's going on there but obviously as soon as i find out anything and i'm allowed to sell uh, say not sell um i will obviously um let everyone know um it's really nice if we can bring it back but i don't know in what way we would regardless of that i'm not trying to talk about that i'm trying to talk about the fact that Nameless may be starting up a podcast and it's mentioned that Killer and Karma may be in it as well. Obviously, regardless, if he starts it up, um, he will have pro players on it, which is really, really exciting because um, I always love getting their input. We don't normally get to have a sit down and just listen to them and their thoughts because they have a lot of inside, inside knowledge that uh, the majority of the people don't, don't know, like including ourselves, like that they just yeah. only know, only like players know about it and casters, etc. So, yeah. That's I, the only reason. Well, that's not the only reason. But that's one of the main reasons why I watch a lot of streams is because I want to get that intel so I can show you, you guys. They don't really watch streams like what they're discussing, what their opinions are, and just kind of drama behind the scenes stuff like that. It will never know since we're never really around at those times. So yeah, yeah, precisely. But um, other than that, we're gonna move on. Uh, to will it won't it considering that my dinner is getting slower by the second <laughs> which is quite depressing um to will it or won't it um if anyone doesn't know by this point it's effectively we say some scenarios you guys tell us whether you think it will or won't happen we give our thoughts as well um two interesting ones this week one related to what we've previously just talked about with pro points one related to a player quitting the first one is though um envy making pool play at atlanta will it or won't it happen I'm going to let you start. I've been... Didn't I say that Envy would not do too well at uh, MLG Vegas? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. You said... No, you said something along the lines of Envy would be beaten by Gosu Crew, but FaZe beat... Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat so, FaZe, but you were... I yeah. swear I did not put them in my top eight. I swear I didn't. Yeah, maybe I did. I, I mean, we we talked about them being like an end game team, like players like Apathy and John. Yeah. To me, like they're not players that are like instantly amazing, but like as the game develops, like just by the end, they're just like wow, like they just their progression through Black Ops Three, I think, is a, a direct kind of correlation to that. But um, will it or won't it happen? Will well, they be playing? Will they getting not? better? Uh, but the amount of money that they're getting from Envious, they're like still getting salary, of course, and they're on a top brand yeah. in the Call of Duty competitive scene, but it's just not enough to make them think, okay, I'm going to make it into pool play. And I don't think, Ah oh, man. Right. So to put it, just, I just to don't think that they're going to, they're going to make it. To okay. To, to help anyone out that is thinking about this, obviously, uh, for people that are listening on iTunes as well. Uh, currently, yeah. they're on 10,600 uh, pro points as of when it was last updated. Above them, um, the only two teams they can realistically catch is Echo Fox and E United. Uh, e United are on 12,000. Echo Fox are just above them on 11,300. So they are 700 pro points behind Echo Fox. That is Nelson Methods, TCM, and mm -hmm. Mosh. And um, explain to them, if they get two Echo Fox, they get past them, they're in pool play? Yeah, yeah because it's top 10. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. I'm going to give I my opinion while you have a little think over that. I think, logically, um, they're going to make it. 
Um, yeah. If they attend Gfinity, like we kindly gave advice towards, 100%. Um, other than that, I think they will. I think they'll... They've got the entire of this month. So they've got, you know, three weeks, if not more, to claw back 700 points, which I think they will, knowing that it's top 10. I don't think they'll care too much about seed. So that is their aim. Um, and that will be their goal. So I, I think it will happen uh, one way or another. Over to you. I think they will make it. I thought you had to make it a top eight. I'm a noob at the point system. <laughs> You're a noob, Alex. I, expect, uh, I expected more of you. Um, yeah, basically that will happen. But further discussing, I don't think that they're going to make it top eight at uh, Atlanta because the, the seeding and the pool play will make them face against a team like Optic, FaZe, or, or Rise. So they're possibly going to lose like at least two matches and then get put in the loser bracket. Maybe not make it to top eight again. Because, honestly, I think this Team Envious team is like a lot of the other teams in the past at the beginning of the games, like in uh, AW and Black Ops 3, sort of. Well, yeah, entirely. Not really entirely. Entirely but, Black Ops 3. <laughs> but, no, no, no. Aches and TP being on that team, that was terrible. Mm, uh, yeah. Besides them qualifying, I believe. Okay. But you think they'll qualify? Yeah. Or won't? Yeah. Okay, I don't think okay so we're, we're, we're both going Will. Let us know what you think down below. Um, second Will it won't it for this week and last one. I've actually got... Um, uh, I can actually... Now we've got this amazing graphic. I uh, can go over to this. Um, is in regards to Swanee. Um, basically, Will Swanee quit? Plain and simple. Uh, will he or won't he, that is. Um, because there was obviously this to it longer. We'll talk a bit more about roster changes briefly um, afterwards. Um they basically announced that Swanee is no longer with Tony, Tommy, um, Scraps, and Sunny B. Um, and if I can find it in here, I didn't actually pre-scan this, but there is in here somewhere um, a bit about basically um, Swanee taking a, a step back, something about unable to travel. Here it is um, to very late uh, into the year, which is I don't I don't like it's his own business. He doesn't have to, we don't have to know anything, but that really kind of signals alarm bells obviously he couldn't attend um mlg uh, or, or cod xp even um so i don't really know what's going on i don't need to know what's going on but it kind of suggests that like by the time he comes around to playing he's not going to have a lot of pro points so that's going to be a big kind of negative in terms of teaming with him amazing player don't get me wrong um I don't know. Like I, I, I think it's very possible this year Swanee retires. Um yeah. because he has unlike Aches, like we talked about last week or a couple of weeks ago with in regards to him retiring, he has much more of a personality um than I think some people realise. Like he and he's intertwined a lot in the gaming scene. He's done a lot of things for Call of Duty and various other things and hosted different things and so on and so forth. So I think he's got a lot more strings attached to him that he can go down in terms of avenues. Um, so yeah, I think at some point this year, Swan Swanee retires. I completely agree. It will. Uh, like I, I don't. Can't. It's none of our business. But like, if he's unable, it says specifically in his tweet no longer uh, that 
Um, it says, but due to Swanee being unable to travel until very late into the year, along with a few other issues, which aren't for me to say, obviously we don't need to know, that's completely his business, just meant we're, we aren't going, we, we couldn't even go ahead as a fourth, as it is vital we attend events to obtain pro points. Like late into the year? Like, is that the end of the game? Or is that end, like towards like the end of the life cycle of the game? Yeah. It's like, that's a big chunk, considering ESWC and Gfinity are this month and the start of next month. I hope that doesn't mean, like, October or November of this year. Actually, it has to be. Maybe it would mean even December, like. And if that's the case, I think that uh, he retires, and I'm going to go with that. And I think, realistically, if he when he does come back, I think the only player... He's gonna come back to is probably Tommy. Yeah. Like I, I, well, it's not for me to say, but like. And even he's thinking about retiring. Remember, his took it longer. Like, oh, I might retire yeah. this year when and he he's and he's team. very he's very distanced in social media. He's not like I am. Like I, I don't tweet a lot, and but even more so, neither does he. Like he'll just like check in every like ten days. I'm still alive. Don't worry, guys. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think I think he will retire. You think he will? Let us know down below what you think as well, guys, because, you know, it'd be a shame to lose him, but at the same time, I, would, I, I think he's definitely got a career somewhere else in esports or in gaming in general. Um, so let us know what you think down below. But moving on, um, hopefully we can breeze through these roster changes for the sake of my dinner. Um, uh, we've got a few that happened, um, starting with, I guess, Chino, um, who has effectively um, come off the... Um, renegades roster but i mean renegades didn't even get out of like um open bracket i don't think at uh mlg vegas if i remember correctly but um other than that there's there's been a couple recently um i think there's one in apac regarding excellence um not a massive move there was one regarding xl as well who i do content for they picked up a roster that is now um, departed, basically contracts never got signed, there was bad communication and so on and so forth um, one interesting one is Gosu Crew picking up Nelson yeah, I think that's a big one I think and... that's really big, like, I think that's a good move for Gosu Crew to pick up a player like, we know his history, but at the same time yeah, he uh, he's a good player and um, a little bit of a weird guy, he's pretty funny but a little bit, just, just a little bit Anyways, he uh, this team looks pretty good. You've got uh, you got uh, players that are he's confident in playing with, and you have drama. And you have I don't know if he's playing. It's weird. I, I don't know the exact four, but whatever. And uh, obviously, the team that was before um, they've gone on to bigger and better things now on E United, and uh, that's obviously our cities. Persicities, whatever. And they're teaming with uh, Silly, Pristini, Gunless, all those guys. So that's a good team. I would love to see what they can do in the future. And basically, Nelson joining this Gosu Crew squad, he can possibly bring up these players into a better light. We'll see what they can do. And it's a big move. Yeah. And besides that, an even bigger move was obviously Red Reserve stepping into Cod Esports. Yeah. It, it seems like forever ago now. It was like a week ago. But basically, um, Orbit's owner have now acquired like 
them or i think effectively now own them um and with that being said they decided to move into esports uh with the first announcement being that they're picking up basically complexity's roster um plus i think pac-man from e united so it's gonna be pac-man swally um parasite and lamagod which is really really exciting um and just in general exciting not just for this roster um but also for uh red reserve coming into the esport but at the same time, a bit sad that Complexity are now kind of out in their midst of like teams that have obviously come in, come back in or come into the eSport and now are kind of left with no roster and really no kind of area to go into, which is quite sad. So, yeah, mixed feelings about that one. What, what, what are you feeling about this roster? Adding Pac-Man in replace for um, Exotic, was it, I think? Because I think they clashed. Yeah. There was some personality clashing on... I think Pac-Man over anybody is a, is just a, just mean. I don't know. Like <laughs> he's not a good player. Let's put him in front of you just to make you feel awful. Um, no, I I don't really know much to think about this roster. Um, if I'm going to be completely honest, I haven't really seen much of Lama or Swally play this season. Pac-Man didn't too, do too well with E United um, at Vegas um, and Parasite and Complexity. We know how obviously in general they got on. Um, as a team with Exotic um, at MLG Vegas. So I guess they can only go up from where they were, but um, it'd be interesting to see um, them at Atlanta, which will obviously be their first event. If not, well, ESWC as well. We'll, we'll see if how many international teams, but yeah. It's just exciting, I guess, to see a new organization come in uh, more than anything yeah. with this roster. So. If, if there's one thing, back to what I was saying, this is so sad this is a reality check to Killa. Maybe he doesn't want his team with Parasite, but the fact that they would pick up Pac-Man over him, that's a reality check. They need to get his shit together and become more professional and stop yeah. saying... And stop oh, blaming the Ethernet cables. On Twitter. <laughs> this guy didn't pay for my salary when, in all actuality, you didn't even text him. Oh, and yeah, yeah, um, threes up or whatever. I can't remember the org. Uh, yeah, revenge. Yeah. I, I remember say, saying this. Um, yeah, revenge, sorry, yeah. Yeah, like he had texts and tweets and stuff and just not responded to them. Yeah, that's just silly. But um, besides them changes, I think the only one we haven't, well, we've, we've kind of briefly talked about it, is the EU one uh, b being obviously Swanee leaving. Uh, Wuskin, I th think that's how you pronounce it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, joining who is Scraps' brother. If you don't know who Scraps is, he really was a breakout player in Black Ops 3, uh, teamed uh, in uh, Rampage Oops. Tempo, uh, which was like the the wild card, if you were. They were like uh, this team that were like bigged up as online warriors. Uh, they got to stage two qualification, ended up choking sadly to LDLC, I believe, who were trying to requalify. Uh, then he ended up getting his spot and chance in Epsilon, I believe. Yeah. Effectively, um, they're both PS4 players and always have been, and now the game has switched over. They're now being given a chance. So, yeah, that's really exciting as well. Um, and he's also got a lot of pro points, unlike what Swanee had, I think. I think he's got, like, the most on their team. Um, so, but that pretty much, I think, covers all roster changes. Is there anything you wanted to go back to at all? No, uh, not at all. Cool. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, and if you're watching it on... The VOD. VOD. Hopefully the transitions weren't too bad. I know some yeah. were a little, little glitchy. We're going to work on stuff um, and obviously keep improving. If you've got any feedback, 
as always, thank you. If you're listening on iTunes, also, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I know this is sometimes easy to listen on iTunes when you're on your way to work or school or wherever you're going in life. Um, so, yeah, just thank you for everything. I'm sorry I had to kind of cut this short as well. I just literally, my brother came in and was like, dinner's ready. I'm like, okay, I'll have to finish this up as quick as I can. So it maybe would have been a little bit longer if not uh, for that. Uh, but apologies. But thank you so much anyway. Obviously, all the best for 2017. Um, this is like episode four so to whoever the person said like you're not gonna even last a month ha we proved you wrong. so uh thank you so much we'll see you next week guys and as always have a wonderful day Bye bye